State Farm Insurance knows that understanding and investing in our cultural identity is paramount in protecting our future. We know what it's like to go from nothing to something, to wish that we had better financial literacy when we were younger. Luckily, State Farm is here to help. With funding programs like Project Ready, which is committed to education achievement and has already awarded over $11 million in scholarship offers to black and brown youth since 2021. State Farm believes that being better neighbors creates better communities. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Hey everyone, it's our favorite time of the year here at the Black Effect. We're heading to Atlanta for the 2024 Black Effect Podcast Festival, and we're not going alone. Nissan is back as our partner, and they're continuing their Pitch Your Podcast Lounge at the festival, where you'll have the opportunity to pitch your podcast idea live and share it with the Black Effect team. So get those podcast ideas ready. And remember, you can count on Nissan to dial up the thrill in your adventures, no matter where life takes you. Visit blackeffect.com forward slash podcast festival for more details. Welcome to Checking In with Michelle Williams, a production of iHeartRadio and The Black Effect. Y'all, I'm excited about this next guest because I remember being on the All That Much Music and More tour with Nickelodeon, Nick Cannon, Keenan and Kale, I think Aaron Carter. It was so many bright young stars at that time. This is way back in 1999. So I'm going to be able to catch up with one of the stars of all that Good Burger and the Keenan and Kale show. You don't know which one it is, but okay, I'm going to tell you. He's checking in with us right now. Kel Mitchell. Y'all listen, I promised the commenters that I would even stop saying the word listen because I find myself saying that word a lot. But listen, sorry. (laughs) Uh, Today's episode is sure to inspire, sure to enlighten. I'm excited because we have an Emmy-nominated actor, producer, comedian, (laughs) author, pastor, Okay, so I'm going to take us way back. I'm going to take us back. Uh (laughs) We'll know this name from a lot of things. All that, Keenan and Kel. Well, he is the latter of what I just said. Y'all, please welcome, and he's checking in, Kel Mitchell. Hey, what's up? What's up? (laughs) What is going on? (laughs) I'm good. Doing good. You look awesome. You, you look like God has been kind. God has been good. Amen. Amen. You too. <laughs> Come on. He's He's been awesome. And I love when we can connect not only on um, entertainment backgrounds, but we're f- kind of from the same area. Mm-hmm. You are from Chicago, Illinois, and I am from Rockford, Illinois. Hey. Born and raised. Come on. It's about 60 miles west of you. I know my brother still lives in the city of Chicago proper. You're not there right now, though, are no, you? No, no, but I got family out there, you know, south side of Chicago all day. <laughs> Come on. Yes. Yeah. Yes. I was just talking to someone on your team, how they're in New York and it's a blizzard. And so I don't miss the Chicago weather. Oh, yeah. At all. They just sent me some pics. <laughs> earlier my sisters mm, mm. and i mean the snow is up high it's like 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, I'm so good. I know my mom is still in that area. And yeah. I'm like, mom, I can help get you a snowblower and, or get some people to come plow your driveway. But I ain't coming back. You'll see me in the spring. Right. Facts. You hear me? <laughs> mm, mm, mm. You've been working a long time. Mm-hmm. Y'all, his resume is like one of the scrolls from like the Bible days, just long, just never ending. And that's great, by the Thank way. Thank you. That is really good um, because we know of young people who start out very young. Yeah. And when they get into their adulthood, they don't know how to pivot and transition mm-hmm. into keeping that career going. And you have, y'all, he's done some of everything. You hear me? Some of everything. You've kind of transitioned. You've made a pivot from all that we know you to be to what I think is truly destiny fulfilled. And it is the work of ministry. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. She's like, how? (laughs) I understand. Yeah. Because you just weren't an entertainer. You were just a Christian who happens to be an actor. Christian who happens to be an author, the latter is not all of who you are. Mm -hmm. And it's kind of like when athletes, we know them for holding that ball. And so that I, their identity gets caught up in the ball that they carry and they don't know how to transition or pivot. And it's like society, family, they don't let you let that identity go. Mm -hmm. And so just give us that journey and making that pivot. Mm, okay, so there's a. I like how you put that together. It was true because people know the characters that you play, you know, and they enjoy that. They love that, and, and I shout out to that. I, I love that. But uh, the thing about it is that I wanted people to see Kel Mitchell. You know what I mean? You know, yeah, Kel Kimball, Kimmy Kel, Good Burger, all that stuff. But then when you start looking for me, you start seeing that I'm very transparent to the point where. I want you to see the God in me and why I was able to do those things that I was able to do because the talents that he's given me and because of him keeping me strong through the things that I was going through behind the scenes, (laughs) you know? And so that is what's so, so deep about it. Yeah. I just, for me, I went through a time where I was going through a lot of ups and downs and God was with me in those ups and downs. You know what I mean? And uh, he was there at every moment. And the thing about it is, is that I could not continue doing this, being in the entertainment business or just going throughout life without him. That was, that yeah. was very important to me. That was important to me. And uh, how it started was I remember around like 2005, early 2000s, uh, I did a prayer and I was just like, yo, I want you to take away everything that is not of you, God. Right. And I wasn't grown spiritually the way I am now. You know what I mean? So this was just a prayer I was throwing out there and it worked. I mean, at that point, all kind of stuff started coming up. I started finding out things that were in secret, that people were doing things and then habits that he was showing me that I was doing. He was like, yo, you need to cut all that out and just clear the pathway. Right. So that started to happen and I was just walking on the right path. Right. But then I started to fall back into those same ways, same thoughts, same ways. And the Lord was like, no, if you want me to take you to where I want to take you, you're going to have to 
let go of some things and you have to change your life around. You can't take these people. You can't take that same mindset to where I want to take you. Yeah. As I say, old wine into new wine. You can't do it. There you go. There you go. And it wasn't a thing where it was a journey. It was a long journey. Just like how you talk about my resume being long. The journey of my spiritual growth was a long journey as well. You know, yes, yeah, and it was really finding that uh, that peace, finding that joy, uh, having the mindset of God and not the mindset of kill, (laughs) because the mindset of kill had a lot of anxiety, a lot of revenge, a lot of like, ah, you know what I mean. But then to respond in love and kindness and to keep going and having the endurance to keep going, I had to look through His eyes, and He really, really worked on me to change that around. And so people had always spoke about it where it's like, yo, Kel, you should preach. You should, you should preach. You should be a preacher. And when, what year? <laughs> right. Okay. So this happened around, I want to say 2005, I want to say around 2008, 2007, 2008. Okay. What was going on was that I was living single lifestyle. I had been through a divorce. So now I was living my single lifestyle. So like 2006, 2007, 2008, I was, you know, and in that time period, it was like, yo, you need to find yourself. Cause I was in and out of different relationships and things like that. And then it was like, yo, I just need to work on me. <laughs> you know what I mean? I need to work on Kel. And so I did that. And I remember uh, I was in an apartment where I had like Bible scriptures everywhere. And I had an evangelist that I was speaking to every night, right? And this evangelist, Ruth Brown, she's in heaven now, Mm -hmm. but uh, Ruth Brown, Mm -hmm. beautiful, beautiful woman, right? And she said, look, Kel, you know what we're going to do? Every time you come home at night, we're going to pray in the morning and we're going to pray at night. And I said, okay. So I said, once you call me on the phone, because she lived out in Oakland. And so she's like, call you in the morning and night. I was like, all right. And so no matter what was going on, she would call me like clockwork and we would just talk. And she would pray over me, praying in tongues. And we would pray in tongues together and praying over each other, right? She would pray over me and pull stuff off of me. You know what I mean? And it was really, really deep. Now, in this time period when this was going on, my mindset started to change. Like, at first, I was coming from the club. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm like, all right. All right, yeah, we're going to do this prayer. <laughs> well, I was going to say, so you was... So, wait, 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 wait. But that's the key to transformation. Yeah. Is when you can call somebody who not only is like, I would say she was your like a prayer partner, but an accountability. Yeah. yeah. So there can't be any real transformation if you don't keep it real with the person that God has brought in your life. Yeah. So you were able to say, okay, I'm coming home from the yeah. club. That first prayer was, God, thank you for keeping me safe. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so you were able to say, all right, Evangelist Brown, yeah. I just came home from the club. Yeah pray yeah and she knew like she she knew me right so she would know like okay i know he come from the club i already know what's going on and <laughs> i was just like yeah and i mean what started to happen spiritually right because in praying within this in the spirit and singing in song and just giving god the glory like <laughs> every day and i was going through a lot around this time too And it was like, really like, I was like, I need to get closer to God. And he was working on me. You know what I mean? Really working on me and working on my decisions. And when my mindset started to change, it was things I started to let go of. So I started to let go 
of drinking. I started to let go of smoking. I started to let go of all of these different things in my life. And when I started to let go of those habits, that's what I was talking about, the habits before, that were clouding my mind. Because the thing that we do is, is that when we have anxiety or regret or things in our lives that's going on and this mind keeps everything, right? And so we have to renew our mind daily. Right. So the crazy thing about it was, was that as I was going through everything, it was kind of like, okay, let me delete, delete. Let me delete this mindset. Let me delete this mindset. And within doing that, it was very hard. But then all of a sudden it started to become, I won't say easier, but it started to become consistent because I wanted to be consistent in my lifestyle of making God in the forefront of my lifestyle. So that meant in everything that I was doing. And so now I had uh, his purpose through his eyes, right, that he wanted for me. And what I did and what I started doing, I started looking at other people and I started to have empathy for others and not just being so selfish within myself, right? So I started working within the community of Los Angeles. I started doing things in the community. And it was this time where I didn't have a car and God said, yo, you just have meetings close by, you know, uh, where you're at. (laughs) And I was like, okay, all right, I'll do that. People don't know. I walk out and like, I'm going, I parked around the corner. And then it was things where he said, I want you to go speak to the youth and I want you to go speak to the kids in the juvie home. And I want you to go speak and tell your story from Chicago to here and tell your stories. But Lord, I I need somebody to talk to me. Yeah, but I want you to go talk to them about what you're doing now, Mm -hmm. even though you because a lot of times we want to go. Well, I want to wait till it's 100 percent and I'm this way before I go speak to some. No, go tell your truth and tell them how you're really feeling and what you're going through and how you renew your mind, David. So sorry to doing it. That's so true. Yeah. We will wait. There's this saying where if you wait until conditions are perfect mm. for you to walk in your purpose, you'll never move. Thanks. Well, God, I want to wait until I have money. God, I want to wait till I have a car. God, let me wait till I get my degree because then I'll feel like I'll have a well of information. God, let me wait until I'm married. Let me wait. It's always trying to... You know, and it's like, I tr- if, if God tells you to move, then move right then and there. He wouldn't have told you to move right then and there if he didn't feel that he had already put everything in you that you needed at that time yes. um, for you to go ahead on and move. Yeah. I want to go back to something you said. You okay. said you prayed this prayer. Mm-hmm. Well, first of all, thank you for sharing yeah. all of what you just shared up until this point. Yeah. You said something, this prayer that you prayed. Yeah. Because it's like, God be listening. Yeah. God, take everything <laughs> away. Everything not like you. Take it away. Even if that means my girlfriend, my boyfriend, yeah. my friends. And he be like, word? Mm-hmm. Watch this. <laughs> yanking, yanking. He get to yanking. Yeah. What was your reaction? Mm-hmm. Because there's a song, Travis Green on one of his albums, and it says, take everything. Mm-hmm. I don't want it. I don't need yeah. it. I just want I just you. want you, Lord. Yeah. Now, depending where I am in my flesh, I skipped that song. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, I, whoop, taking away yeah. can sometimes feel so painful because sometimes you'll feel like he'll take something away that you thought you couldn't live without. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So when he started, he was like, well, you prayed this prayer and I'm so glad you did, Kim. Yeah. God is saying, I'm so glad you prayed this prayer. Yeah. But did you have moments where you were like, God, I was just playing. I didn't need for you to take this. <laughs> yeah, it was. It, here's the thing about it is that 
when it started to happen, it was a frustration. It was hard. But then I was so to the point where I need you, Lord. I want to be obedient to you because a year before that prayer, I was ready to take myself out of here. So for me to think in that way, in that concept, it was like, I want to live. And so the thing about it is, is that I'm going to trust you because I grew up in the church in Chicago and my grandfather was a pastor. So I knew God at that time, but it's the difference between knowing and having a relationship with God. And that was my issue, you know, and I remember every time I would go back home to Chicago, my parents used to do this thing at the church where they would go, the prodigal son is here. They used to, <laughs> yes. Oh. Yes. And it would be like the embarrassment, like, yo. And they would say. Prodigal son because you were in the <laughs> entertainment business or because did, did they realize like you can be a person in the entertainment business, but still have a great relationship with God. Yeah. Or what, was this before your transformation? Well, no, they, they understood that. This was definitely before the transformation, right? And they understood okay. entertainment because my mom was my manager at one point. Oh, okay. So got they it. got it. It was just that I was going through so much and they knew too, right? And it's <laughs> because they knew the things that I was going through and my ups and downs and the things I was dealing with. And it was like the prodigal son, a prodigal son. And at first Lord. I was, uh, at first I was upset about it, right? At first, you know, as I was going through those things. But then I looked back at it at the, you know, the point I am now and I'm thankful for it. Now, the reason I'm, I'm thankful for that being said, because it wasn't in a way of teasing, you know what I mean? And it was, a, okay. it was in a way of saying it, my prodigal son is here, come on up and talk to the, talk to the kids, talk to, come up, say hi. Right. Mm-hmm. And my flesh was taking that in the wrong way. But then later when I started to change my mindset and when you were talking about the pulling, the pulling, it's almost like a, a butterfly. Right. At first, they're not a butterfly. It's things that yeah. needs to get pulled off. They get in that cocoon and it's things they got to let go of. And, it's, and then now you can fully, you know, it's like seeing a rainbow in a storm, that type of thing. So it was kind of like, OK. I get what they're saying. I get what they're saying. I had to go through some things for me to really open up my eyes and really get back That's to so God good. because I was in, I was definitely in church. I was in church. I was riding with God all my, all my child life. But then there was a point where it was like, I was mad at everybody, mad at everything. And it was deep too, though. When I got to the point where people were saying preaching, it was a thing where I met my beautiful wife through this process. Asia. Asia, yeah. Asia, <laughs> Yeah, okay. I met Asia. Asia says mm-hmm. hi too. Uh, Hello, we, Asia. Yeah, we watched your uh, reality show, and my wife is like, "Yeah, she's my friend in my head." Like, <laughs> she's Ooh, like Lord <laughs> Jesus, don't even bring that up, Lord yeah, Jesus. But the thing about it is that we follow follow your career as well, and you know, yeah. So she says hi, and uh, hello. And what's so deep about it is that I look at my past and I look at the things that went on, right? And I think of all the things that I let go of, and then I start to go, "There's no regret." And then there's no, like, I wish I could do, go back in time and do a do-over. No, all those things that happened in my life made me the man I am today and made me who I could be for my wife as well. And yeah, that's just a a beautiful thing. And I know we we did stuff in Carson, California, as far as like, um, we opened up community uh, dance competition for kids out here in California. And my pastor came there and he saw us praying in the beginning of every show that we did for the kids in the community. And he saw that 
And he was just like, man, he just kept watching me and observing me and my wife. And I remember he talked to me one time and he said the Lord had told him that he wanted me to, that I should be preaching, right? And I said, mm. <laughs> I said, no, you didn't. He didn't tell me that. <laughs> right. I don't, know where you, I don't know where you heard that from. He didn't tell me that. But he did. He told him that. And I said, well, I'm going to take my time and pray. I'm going to take my time and like really get into the word of God and have him let me know. And within every time I was praying, I was meditating, the word just kept speaking to me about going out and speaking the gospel. Songs were talking about that. And all my life, even in Chicago, kids, you know, they were telling me that when I was a little kid. So it got to the point where the Lord started to speak to me so clearly about it. And I said, okay. But one thing he did tell me, he was like, I don't want you to leave the entertainment business. I want you to also continue to minister as you're doing it. That's so good. And when I say minister, it's deep because when I was working within the church, so I was doing helps ministry with anything that needed to be done. I was a stage manager in the church. I pick up garbage in the church. Now, is this at Spirit Yeah, Food this is a Spirit Food. Where you became? Oh, yeah. Okay. And, okay. And, and the reason why I found Spirit Food, because in my time of finding, you know, uh, getting back spiritually with God and my wife was too, because, you know, we were doing the dating process Beautiful. and we were celibate through it all too. Because we said, you know, yeah, let's <laughs> let's do that until we get married mm-hmm. and let's make that happen and working in the church. And so when it got out, like in 2019, that I was a youth pastor at this church, people that really knew me knew that I had been in the church. You know, when I was on shows, I was in church. Mm-hmm. I was at Spirit Food Christian Center, but the world didn't know that. So it got to a point where it's like, oh, he's going to be doing Good Burger weddings and he's going to be doing <laughs> <laughs> like it's I, like I was doing it as a gimmick, and it's like no, 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 no. This is this is for real. This ain't no sketch. Nah, this is, this yeah, this is, is a real calling. Yo, I'm hype. The Black Effect is live this April 27th. The 2024 Black Effect Podcast Festival is headed down to Atlanta's very own Pullman Yards. Last year was incredible, and this year will be even more thrilling, especially with Nissan coming back along for the ride. Nissan is returning with some empowering activations to support black excellence in the STEAM fields. Have a podcast idea you've been eager to share with the culture? Well, Nissan is back with the Pitch Your Podcast Lounge. You'll have the chance to record your podcast idea and share it with the Black Effect Podcast Network team. But that's not all. Nissan is taking the stage to spotlight some of the HBCU scholars from their own Thrill of Possibility Summit. Nissan's action-packed weekend of community building, mentorship, and professional development for HBCU scholars pursuing professions in STEAM. The Black Effect Podcast Festival is the event to be at. You will not want to miss this because no matter where life takes you, Nissan will dial up the thrill in your adventures. Visit blackeffect.com slash podcast festival for more details. Seeing our communities grow and thrive is something we care deeply about here at Black Tech Green Money. State Farm Insurance also cares about the growth of black communities. They're actively investing in programs and initiatives that help provide financial literacy, give early career advice, and grow black-owned businesses, thus leading to generational wealth which helps protect the future of our communities. We want to build a future that we all can be proud of. State Farm understands that representation alone doesn't equate to authenticity. It also requires active sponsorship of programs like the AXO, a year-long program that recognizes and rewards high school students for their academic and cultural achievements, along with funding programs like Project Ready, a national urban league program committed to educational achievement of black and brown youth that has awarded over $11 million in scholarship offers to date. 
State Farm believes that being better neighbors creates better communities and can have a long-lasting impact. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Well, ladies and gentlemen that are listening, he did answer the call and... um, He's a youth pastor at Spirit Food Church in Winnetka. Yep, Winnetka, California. California. Uh, where is that in proximity to Winnetka, LA? California. That's close. You know where Calabasas is? Like close over there yes. in Woodland Hills. Mm-hmm. It's like right, right in the middle. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. Amazing. This is awesome. Yeah. You have a book called Bless yes. Mode. 90 Days to Level Up Your Faith. And it was number one bestseller in youth Christian ministry. And it was a a number one new release. I'm so happy because when I looked at the book and I saw the stamp of Thomas Nelson, I said, oh my gosh, we're both Thomas Nelson authors. Hey, shout out to Thomas Nelson. (laughs) Yes. So you talked about 90 Days to Leveling Up Your Faith because what you had to do was definitely a faith walk. Trusting God, when you prayed the prayer, God take everything away. Yeah. And then you would look around, you really don't mm-hmm. have nothing according to the world standards. Thanks. So upping the faith to like God, so if you took it away, you must go add something better. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. And but it's 90 days yeah. of transformation, prayers, application, yeah. um, things that people can do versus just okay, you want me to read a scripture and now what? Because some of the listeners reading, I have a variety of people listening. I know I've got folks that don't even believe in God, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. right? So I know you wrote it for everybody. Yeah, I did. Some of my favorite chapters was day 10, mm. unbothered so that you're not distracted. Yeah. And day 26, mm-hmm. about fake friends. Yeah. I think it's going to be easy to stay on the path of day 10 unbothered because you were talking about how you had to let everything go. You had to just be on this faith journey and you could not be distracted. Or if you were distracted, mm-hmm. how did that chapter unbothered come about? Mm-hmm. This is day 10, y'all. So you got to go get the journal. So I'm just telling y'all, but giving you one or two little nuggets of what's in it. Yeah. Day 10, unbothered, because that's such a, that's a hashtag, hashtag unbothered, unbothered. right? Here's the thing. We all go through the fields, right? It's like during our day, right? We go through a whole bunch of different things. So you're going to have a lot of downs. You might have a day that was just horrible. You know what I mean? Or you have someone that is being led by the enemy that's, you know, trying to take you down, however it may be. And all these things have happened to me, right? And so it was a thing where you're going through a stressful and anxiety situation and then you go to bed, you know what I mean? And then you wake up with all of that, you know what I mean? And as you go through your day, now you're kind of living your day in a fog because of your mind. You're like stuck in that and you're going, replaying everything. Well, if I would have said this in that situation or this is making me so upset right now, right? And you're not really looking at what's around in front of you, right? And you miss a lot of things. And what I mean by missing is that knowing that you are blessed. The book is called Blessed Mode. But the thing about being blessed is knowing that you already were. It's called Blessed Mode. And the reason why I did that is because for me, I had to get into a mindset every day for me to get ready for my day. And for me to do that is to tap in with the Lord and tap in with my spiritual self, make sure my family is taken care of, my wife is taken care of. Uh, and having a hedge of protection over them in my prayer time and and moving within my faith, right? And so it's one of those things where hurt people hurt people. You've heard that before, right? 
Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But then healed people heal people. So if I work on myself, I can help others. And I can also help generations, generations after me because I'm telling my story. I'm taking time in the morning to work on myself. I'm taking time to repair the things that I might be thinking about saying, oh, I got this anxiety. I got the stress about this. But Lord, you know what's coming up. You know what's about to happen in my life. You know what's going on. So I don't need to listen to all the stress and the trouble. It's finding the peace. It's finding the Christ in the crisis. And that's why Unbothered is there. Because it's now you're saying, like, you're not going to go outside with your clothes, you know, off. You know, you prepare for your day, right? Mm -hmm. So when you, so why wouldn't you take care of your spiritual self? You know what I mean? Cover yourself in the blood. Cover yourself in the armor of God. Yeah. And uh, in Bless Mode, I used a video game analogy, right? Because Mm -hmm. uh, the cool thing about Bless Mode is that it's from a video game because God Mode in a video game is where the designers created God Mode so that they can go into the game and see what's wrong with it. And so what happened was, is that consumers found that out, right? So when they find that out, what they started to do was play these codes to get into the game, right? And so I don't know if you played games before, like Nintendo Genesis, but (laughs) <laughs> oh my gosh, I loved Contra okay. and all that stuff. That was Nintendo. Yeah. yeah. We telling our age. <laughs> it's all good. <laughs> so you go about the first ever Nintendo created. <laughs> <laughs> right? And they had a they had a code on Nintendo that was up, down, left, right, start. Right. And when you did that, mm-hmm. it unlocked all these levels and all these things. So now the consumer knows what the designer of the video game knows. Right. So now they could jump levels and get through things. So if you look at that through believer as us being believers, then now when you connect with God and he gives you the strength, the endurance. Now, you know, the one that designed you, you know what he knows, you know, and you can jump through levels and get through things. Right. Amazing. (laughs) You have been very transparent about depression, anxiety Mm -hmm. and addictions. And you even admit to like having suicidal thoughts, you know, Mm -hmm. and I'm so glad you chose life, Kel. Mm -hmm. Millions of us are glad you chose life. Many people listening who are like, Michelle, I just don't know what to do. I want to give up. Yes, I'm so glad that God has made this transformation in Kel's life. Mm -hmm. But I don't know if he's going to do that for me. I have jacked up. I have done horrible things Mm -hmm. so i'm hopeless pastor Mm -hmm. Mm kill what would you say i will say this here's the thing because i've done some some horrible things i've done i've been hurt before i've been to the point where i felt hopeless right and wanting to give up and the thing about it is that i'm telling you live live we were all born for a purpose okay you might can't see it right now and that's the thing about it when you're going through it it's like it hurts. This pressure, it hurts. So you don't know what I'm going through. So it hurts, right? But if you go through it, right? Like, man, a lot of difficult roads lead to beautiful destinations, right? So as you're going through this pain, understand this is that God is preparing you for your next level of life. So don't give up. Because if I would have did it, I would have never met my beautiful wife. I would have never had my my younger kids that I have right now. I would have never been able to see this growth and look back and go, wow, now I know why I got through it because now I can help somebody else. That's the whole point about it. Because when I was going through it, it was like, no, but 
now I understand as I look back, you, you gave me a breakthrough, Lord. You gave me a breakthrough. Like in every emotional wall, there is a divine breakthrough. We just have to focus and go, okay, I'm loved. Like affirmations, right? Mm-hmm. A lot of times we have, people talk about affirmations. Say things about yourself, you know, the beautiful things about yourself. But when you're in, in pain, though, when you're going through it and going through pressure, you're going through it, it's like it's hard to talk. And that's when the enemy tries to attack when you're fatigued, when you're going through pressure, drinking, smoking, whatever you may be doing, that's when he attacks. He did it to Jesus. Okay, let's think about that for a second, right? Jesus, right before he was about to get on the cross, he said, man, he's sweating. He's sweating blood. Jesus is sweating blood, right? And the devil came to bother him. Hey, jump off this mountain. I bet you could do that. It's all good. Go do this. I bet you could do that, right? I'm not going to tempt Jesus. I'm not going to tempt my father, right? I'm not going to do that. He stayed within the word, right? So here's the thing. I, this recently happened to me recently because the thing about it is that that mind, that's the challenge every yes. day. Just because you're a pastor doesn't mean that you're not going to have to deal with renewing your mind daily because things come up. Pressure comes up. So I got into a point where I was going through something and I was like, man, this is, this is crazy. This is, man, this is making me crazy. I can't, I take mm-hmm. this pressure is, woo, man, this, this situation is just, and as you're speaking that you're going, well, I'm just frustrated. I'm just speaking what I'm, the frustration I'm having. But if you're saying you're crazy, this is making my mind crazy. My body just hurts. I'm ached about this situation. You're saying all these things, words have power. And within that, what it can do is break you down within you. You could start going crazy. You know what I mean? You can start feeling like, oh, I feel bad. So what do I do at that point? And in that moment, I thought, okay, just as they're good affirmations, they're also bad affirmations, right? There are bad affirmations. And those are things that the enemy wants us to speak because our words have power, right? And then before you know it, you start doing things or fall back in your own ways. And the thing about it is that at that moment, just like Jesus did, you got to speak them good affirmations. So even if you say it, it's not like you're a horrible person. It's like, I'm going crazy. I'm this, I'm stressed out. I'm this. Remember, that's the whole point is the remembering. So then you go, oh, yeah, I'm, I can't stand this. But the Lord said that he's not going to give me too much that I can't stand. So I can get through this. I have strength. I have endurance. I can do all things through Christ that strengthens me. Now you're doing the good affirmations. It's replacing the negative in the moment. It's really about mm-hmm. being consistent of remembering who you are in Christ Jesus. Now, you said there's people that's watching that uh, might not be believers, right? But the thing about it is I want, this is why I created Bless Mode, because I wanted Bless Mode to be a daily devotional because devotionals help me within my life. So as I was going through things, when I didn't have the evangelist, it was like, okay, well, what, where can I reach out to? And I've read a lot of different devotionals in my busy time. I read devotionals and it was like, I can just read this one thing, you know what I mean? And pray. And it opens a door. Right. And that's the thing. Mm -hmm. Let it be open into your life. Try it. Okay. Try speaking good things about yourself. You know, just try it. That is so true. Just try. And Folks, just because you decide to say, you know, I do want to open my heart to God, Mm -hmm. I am going to do this 90 day devotional. That does not mean that tribulation will not come. But when you do have God in your life, I feel like he just 
somehow gives you peace in the midst of the tribulation. And that's how we grow. That's how we're strengthened. And there are tests will come because it also show you, okay, you still need healing in this area. Mm -hmm. Okay. So you ain't, you still disobedient in this area. You don't know how to listen. Sometimes that'd be my issue. (laughs) I'll be listening. And to those who are listening, if you feel like you want Kel's 90-day devotional, please send me a direct message to my Instagram that you have listened to this episode, and I want to send you Blessed Mode 90 Days to Leveling Up Your Faith. Hey, he didn't even know I was going to do that. Look at that. That's just, wow. that's just what I'm going to do <laughs> because it goes beyond listening to this episode. Yes. Somebody might feel like they don't have the means. We might feel like it's just $20. It's just $25 to get this devotional. I'm going to make sure that you get it. All right. Hey, everybody. This is Carrie Champion, and I'm here to announce that the 2024 Black Effect Podcast Festival is headed to Atlanta's very own Pullman Yards on April 27th. Last year was incredible, and this year will be even more thrilling, especially with Nissan coming back along for the ride. Nissan is returning with some empowering activations to support Black excellence in the STEAM fields. Have a podcast idea you've been eager to share with the culture? Well, Nissan is back with your Pitch Your Podcast Lounge. You'll have the chance to record your podcast idea and have it shared with the Black Effect Podcast Network team. But that's not all. Nissan is taking the stage to spotlight some of the HBCU scholars from their own Thrill of Possibility Summit. Nissan's action-packed weekend of community building, mentorship, and professional development for HBCU scholars pursuing professions in STEAM. The Black Effect Podcast Festival is the event you want to be at. You don't want to miss it because no matter where life takes you, Nissan will dial up the thrill in your adventures. Visit blackeffect.com slash podcast festival for more details. Seeing our communities grow and thrive is something we care deeply about here at Black Tech Green Money. State Farm Insurance also cares about the growth of black communities. They're actively investing in programs and initiatives that help provide financial literacy, give early career advice, and grow Black-owned businesses, thus leading to generational wealth, which helps protect the future of our communities. We want to build a future that we all can be proud of. State Farm understands that representation alone doesn't equate to authenticity. It also requires active sponsorship of programs like the AXO, a year-long program that recognizes and rewards high school students for their academic and cultural achievements along with funding programs like Project Ready, a National Urban League program committed to educational achievement of black and brown youth that has awarded over $11 million in scholarship offers to date. State Farm believes that being better neighbors creates better communities and can have a long-lasting impact. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. We know you as a comedian, and you've given us so much meat Mm -hmm. Right now, you've told us how to do this. You told us that God loves us. You told us if we put our faith in him, everything is going to be all right. Do people kind of feel like, okay, now you're too serious. Mm. Where is Good Burger at? Where is (laughs) all that? It's like, where is the kale from 1999 when we was on that all that music and more tour? It was Monica, 98 degrees, (laughs) but it's kind of like, I don't think you've lost, you don't lose your humor. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm I'm saying this because I asked you about depression and anxiety, what to say to somebody. Yeah. But you don't have to lose your swag. Right. I don't think you did. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. That's the thing about it. I have not. And that's what's so beautiful about it is that you have to realize that that's why I said earlier, 
God gave me that too. You know what I mean? And so when you go and now when I go into a room, when I go into a studio, the thing about it is that everybody's family. So my main thing now is, is that, okay, well, who can I pray for? Now that I'm coming in the studio going, I'm going to pray for you right now. It's like, it's saying that, who can I see that I could pray for? I'm meeting everybody for a reason. We're telling this story through this sitcom for a reason to change someone's life, right? And for me, it's like, yeah, still be happy, still have that joy. I can't talk about joy. And then I look like I've been baptized in some lemon juice. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, I'm just like, you don't need all the time. Right. Like you really, really have to have that joy and have that fun within it. And that's why even with Bless Mode, I wanted it to be uh, very interactive. I use the video game analogies. I put the swag in there because of the fact that that's me. You know what I mean? That's just me. And I'm not going to change it and be super serious. Now, the, the topic mm. is serious. Topic is very serious because we want to change. We want to help people. We want to change lives. I've had too many friends that have taking themselves out of here. And I've also had family members that were dealing with gang violence and things of that nature that are not here in that are not here anymore. And then I have even my youth that I preach to that have done uh, dealt with gang violence within uh, the school hallways and, you know, kids shooting because of their mental health in the hallways and things like that. And so, but even in that situation, when that happened, I was doing Dancing with the Stars. And yep. yeah, and as I was doing Dancing with the Stars, uh, one of my kids in my church, her high school, there was a school shooting. So then I said, well, hold on, Whitney, I need to make this phone call. And I'm going to make sure that I pray for her and talk to her family members. Right. So we did that. And wow. they noticed in that moment, like, no, this is not just something I do on Sunday. This is a part of my lifestyle. This is every day. Right. And I'm praying people through and helping. Right. Then on that Sunday, what was so beautiful about this is that I lost one of my best friends when I was very young. And he saved me, actually. He knew some of my friends had did something. And he was in a car with some people that wanted to do something to them for doing that. And they were about to do a drive-by on us in Chicago. Now, here's what's deep about the church. Because we were in the church. We were in the choir together. All these different <laughs> He goes, no, don't do, no, don't do that. He literally said, no, nah, don't do that. He told me what happened. He went, don't do that. That one right there goes to church with me. And he was like, I can't do that because my family, nah. And they listened to him, thank God. So then he told me this in the church basement. I remember we had church basement, just had choir. And he told me like, yo, this is, this is what happened. Don't hang out with them no more. I was like, all right, bet. I won't hang out with them no more. I got you. So then years go by, right? Years go by and he just kept, you know, going back to banging, back and forth with banging. We wanted him to stop, right? All of the homies, we were like, yo, just, just change your lifestyle. You don't got to do it. And I remember I was out here shooting all that. And I got a call that he was murdered. And that right there, it tore me up, right? It really, really, really did. But I'm so sorry. in the process of that, right, as now I'm an adult, and I've had time to, you know, deal with that, right? But then... Now I'm sitting here looking at a young student and her friends have been murdered because of this gun violence, right? Within this hallway. And I look at it and I go, I am probably the, the one person right now that can relate to you in this room. I am so happy that I'm your youth pastor so I can tell you how I got through that. 
You know what I mean? And so you kind of look at it in the way of, yeah, I went through that. I went through some turmoil, but now you're helping another person that has been through what you've been through and you can help her heal. That's what I mean by heal people, heal people. You see what I'm saying? And so it's so, it's so important for me to be a big brother. You be a big sister to so many generations of us being, you know, out loud and ambassadors about our, our Christ. And doing it in a swag that we know, because like you said, with the 90s, I mean, Destiny's Child, y'all y'all are swag. Y'all are, you know what I mean? Y'all created a whole bunch of things. And the thing about it is that when I listen to your music now, you still got that. You know what I mean? Still, oh, come you. on, you still got that. You know what I mean? I listen to the, to the music and it's like, and, and that's what's so beautiful about it. And uh, yeah, I know I was getting, go getting deep, but I just said, uh, yeah, uh, yeah. this is, yeah. this has just been, Awesome. And I'm, we're thankful that you do what you do within ministry. Well, ministry everywhere, ministry within the entertainment industry, and then ministry out in the streets and in the church. And y'all, his devotional, Bless Mode 90 Days of Leveling Up Your Faith has four pillars. Simple, finding freedom in God's life-changing presence, experience God's power through prayer, recognize God's many gifts in your life and to share the blessings you receive with others. And what I tell you, that's him. He's found freedom in God's life's changing presence. He experiences God's power through prayer. We know the many gifts God has given you. You recognize them and I'm sure many more will be on earth. And um, you are definitely sharing the blessings that you have received. You're sharing them with us right now. And so I thank you <laughs> so much. And I know people are like, oh, Kel, I'm so excited, but please don't leave the screen. Oh, we love yeah. you. Um, any new projects yeah. that we can look forward to, let us know. And then, I, like I said, I could talk to you for like 40 <laughs> more minutes, but I know we got to go. Yes. <laughs> uh, well, we have Bless Mode and then we got some surprises with Bless Mode that we're doing. That is going to be super big. Uh, Target is doing a big thing with Black History Month with it. Uh, I, ha- I don't know if I can say it right now. My public is probably going to be like, what you doing? <laughs> but I got, we got, some, we got know, something fun with Bless Mode. Simone, we're not going to get him in trouble. We got I something fun with Bless Mode we're doing. But uh, my new okay. show, uh, Deliciousness, we're in our third season. That's on MTV. Uh, super yes. excited. Shout out to all the fans that have been watching that and watching the show. It's a, a spinoff of Deliciousness. I mean, Ridiculousness. Ridiculous. And, yes. and uh yeah, we're in our third season. We start shooting in March, so we're super excited about that. It's just awesome. And so it's a lot of fun things we're gonna be rolling out uh this year and next year as well. And uh yeah. <laughs> Y'all, I'm so excited. Thank you for checking in, Kel. And like I said, you guys that are listening who want his book, Blessed Mode, 90 Days to Leveling Up Your Faith. The reason why I know you listen is because I know my DMs are going to be packed with people who want this life-changing book. So just DM me. All I need is a name and an appropriate mailing address, and we will get this out to you. Kel, come back anytime. (laughs) I don't care what it's about. Just come on back in. I will. I will. Okay. (laughs) Okay. We'll see you soon. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Thank you. Oh, (laughs) y'all, Kel Mitchell is so layered. This podcast probably could have went on at least two hours because there's so much to unpack, but I'm respectful of his time. 
I'm respectful of y'all's time and attention spans. Because sometimes when you're, like I said, to me, it's amazing. But sometimes listening and listening on and on and on to something can be a bit much. But I want him to come back so that we can have a part two. His journey has been incredible. One of redemption, one of faith, one of heartache. In the book, he talks about fake friends. He talks about betrayal. He talks about so much. He's been through it all, y'all. We're all human. We all go through things, but I really think that it's it's about how we come out. And do you come out on top, standing and trailblazing in the area of your calling and your purpose? No, everybody's calling and purpose will not end you into being a youth pastor at a church, but it should end you into helping somebody along the way. So I'm so, so excited about his journey and path. When I'm in LA next, I hope to get out to the church that he ministers at. It sounds like an amazing ministry. And so I love having guests where every guest is multifaceted and so different in walks of their faith. And so whether you believe or whether you're a believer in Jesus or not, that we all have open minds. And I'm so excited about my listeners. Y'all seem to have open minds and just kind of listen and thank you for your feedback. Thank y'all for checking in. Checking in with Michelle Williams is a production of iHeartRadio and The Black Effect. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news. Sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work. In traffic, so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. Tired of endless diets and weight loss struggles? It's time to say goodbye to frustration and hello to results. Introducing Smart Metabolic Burn from BrainMD, your breakthrough solution to fight stubborn body fat. Imagine burning fat, balancing glucose levels, and regulating metabolism in just 12 weeks. This unique two-in-one product combines the power of two clinically studied ingredients in one revolutionary formula. Berberine, which targets abdominal fat, and OEA, which curbs your appetite. With just two capsules a day, Smart Metabolic Burn by BrainMD can kickstart your metabolism, fight stubborn body fat, especially that pesky abdominal fat and support your weight management journey. And right now, save over 30% on Smart Metabolic Burn at GetSmartBurn.com. The lowest price anywhere. That's GetSmartBurn.com. Don't delay. Transform your life with Smart Metabolic Burn from BrainMD. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. Our products are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease.